You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Welcome back to the Heart and Soul Podcast, everybody. Um, This is episode number four of season three. Can't believe we're almost in February already. Usually January, like drags on but this year I feel like it flew do you guys agree yeah I'm here for it um well today in our intro we're joined by our friend Stephanie Shaw and we're so excited to chat with her today so thanks for coming on Stephanie of course thanks so much for having me so um we always open up our introduction with a little like just kind of recap of our past week we go over one happy and one crappy um so Catherine and I can start so we don't put you on the spot, but as we're chatting through, maybe think of something good and something not so great that happened over the last week or so. Do you want to start, Catherine? Yeah, I'm about to get TMI on y'all, <laughs> but my crappy is that last week I had a UTI. Mm. Oh, <laughs> it was crappy. It was bad. so crappy. I've never had one, but I heard they really are awful. I, this is my second one. My first one was in college and it really wasn't that bad, but this one, this one didn't. Yeah. This one was bad. It like hurt my abdomen like 24 seven. And then, which is, I had never, didn't have in my last one. And then I just had to pee like literally every 20 seconds. I felt like I had, my bladder was full again. Ugh, crazy. But I took, they put me on like amoxicillin and it's so much better, like night and day now. I still pee a little more than I should, but besides that, no pain, feel so much better. But yeah, that was pretty crappy. Um, Mm. And then my happy is last week was my birthday. And for my birthday, we played pickleball (laughs) (laughs) because I am apparently officially 32 and that's what you do. But um, (laughs) we like went to these courts downtown and you're just like, we just went to Dick's that day, bought four pa- pickleball paddles, and we're like, we're going to just go play. And, like, I didn't had no idea how to play. But it's basically a morph between ping pong and tennis. Yeah. And I, we went down there, and there was this, like, pickleball, like, squad that rolls in. It's, like, people of all ages. Like, there was, like, anywhere from, like, a 19-year-old to, like, a 75-year-old range, men, women, and they just like took us under their wing and taught us the game. And then we have played with them. This tonight will be our fifth time. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love that. I got the pickleballer. That's awesome. It's really fun. They're, they're really like just all so different and dope people. And it's, I don't know, it's just a different community than I've ever been a part of in Wilmington. And oh. there's like no pressure on the game which is nice. And it's just like easy. You can like talk and play at the same time, but yeah, that's like my happy is that I'm now, um, aspiring to be a pickleball champion. I love it. Yeah. I feel like even when we would, we used to go play like pickup games at like the sand volleyball, like we usually just go for fun, but there's always those people that are like really trying to be super serious and you're just kind of like, all right, (laughs) this is over. I was so nervous about that because they like were like, yeah, we've been playing here for five years. And I was like, oh, God, like they're going to hate us. And then when we were like, especially me, because Michael used to play tennis, so he's pretty good. But I did not. (laughs) He was like so the head guy was like so patient with me and he was super encouraging. Like anytime I my paddle would even hit the ball, even if it like hit the net and like I whiffed it, he'd be like, great job, Catherine, way to meet the ball. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> awesome. Those are the people that are the best. Cause like, they really just love other people. Like that's what, probably why they're playing it is like, just for that reason. And they're not just like, yeah, competitive about the sport itself. Yeah, they're just there to make new friends. And yeah. I consider them my friends now. I love it. That's awesome. Um, Well, I guess my crappy is just kind of like, I've been feeling a little bit of the seasonal depression lately. Just feel like, especially with COVID still lingering, it just, I'm like feeling a little trapped. You know, I sometimes just think about the lack of control we have over everything and like Mm -hmm. how we're still, we're almost a year into this and it's still the way it is. It makes me feel very 
anxious. Um, so I'm just ready for like springtime and getting out of the house more, you know, before it was like, you know, during the summer, it's still safe to go outside and like go to the beach and do things that just kind of made you feel better. And now it's like cold and rainy and I don't know, it's just not the same. So, um, but I'll prevail. My happy is I had my doula training this past weekend and it was so awesome. Um, I had so much fun. There were there were six women in it plus our our trainer. And interestingly enough, there was only me and one other girl who had children, and the rest um, did not. And they were just women who had a passion for helping women through the birth process, which I thought was really cool. Um, and all right, let me pick him up. Sounds <laughs> like he's like actually using words. Uh, yeah, he's just he's cutting teeth, so that's a little crappy because he's definitely uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, it was so, so much fun. So informative. I learned so much. It was like a weekend long intensive 20 hour training. I feel like it flew by because I was just so interested in everything that we were talking about. And I feel like I could have stayed on for a whole nother 20 hours and, <laughs> and chatted more, but yeah, so I'm halfway to being certified. I'm like considered pre-certified now because I took the course. So technically I could go like be a doula tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have to do like this online exam that's like self-paced and then I have to finish my, um, online first day of CPR and all that type of thing. But I'm going to try to get it done within the next like few weeks so that I'm just like have that out of the way before wedding season picks back up. And then hopefully in 2022, I can really jump into that more, but this year will probably be a little lighter on like the birth side of things because you can't really be on call for that when you have like five weddings in a month you know so is your like heart behind this to like when you step into 2022 to kind of go like half doula I don't know doula (laughs) have doula and half photographer or is it like um well I want that to go hand in hand like I've really enjoyed this whole process of working with families from like when they find out they're pregnant all the way through like their newborn photos. And, um, this will just, I mean, not everyone's going to want to hire me as their doula too. I understand that it's like a very personal choice, but, um, I'm going to offer it with birth photography. So, um, I'm not going to like be stepping away from photography. I would, I would say it's just more like a different, um, avenue of photography. And, um, so I really just want to step into that more small business branding more, just like serving women more. And then my weddings will just be like a select few that I'm just like super stoked about. I know it was a really great fit and maybe it's like 10 or less so that I can start, you know, stepping into that and we'll see how it goes. And I don't really have any plans of doing that full time really, but who knows, you know, I might like get into the first few births and be like, holy moly, this is everything and more. And, you know, who knows? We'll see, but I'm just excited to see where it goes. That's cool that you'll be doing, you can offer that and photography during the birth too. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah, That's amazing. I, you know, and I was a little disappointed. I have to say in the training, there was like the trainer and there's another person who was already a doula in there and they're like well you know everybody that we know that does both says it's really hard to do both and I was like well I'm going for it anyway because you know what I don't think that I can I could be a birth photographer and not step in as a doula like I don't think I could just like stand there and sit back and just like not speak you know what I mean Mm -hmm. Um, and then if I'm there like I might as well take photos if they want me to. So it's not like I'm taking photos of the baby coming out or anything. It's more just like, you know, throughout the labor and obviously those first moments of mom and dad meeting baby and that whole thing. Um, So I spoke to a few friends who do both and they're like, oh, it's totally doable. And to me, I'm like, if I do my job as a doula well, which is to like enhance the role of the partner and make them less stressed and anxious and like they get to just be you know husband 
dad, whatever, then those are the moments when they're having their moment that I can step away and grab my camera, if that makes sense. So I think there's, there's definitely going to be like finding a, a balance to it and like an art to it. But after, you know, the first few, it'll kind of just like fall into a rhythm, but I think it's absolutely doable. Who took your photos when you, like that first photo of you and Silas? Our doula did. Um, I had my camera there and I just put it on like auto, like settings or whatever. And I meant to show her how to use the camera. And like, next thing you know, I was just like in full blown labor and I forgot to, to show her. So like 95% of them were out of focus, but she did get like, you know, a handful, excuse me, of really good ones. And I'm, I'm so grateful for even just that because I, to this day, I'm like so sad that COVID prevented me from getting like a true birth photographer because like, I still have very vivid memories of it, but the more they start to fade, the more I'm like, I just wish I had like a little something more, like a little bit of video footage, a little bit more photos there. Like, I don't know, like that's a moment you'll literally never get back. So I think it's always better to err on the side of like, "Mm, I don't know how I feel about it, but let's just do it anyway. And, you know, see what happens, then not get it. (laughs) But that's just me. So anyway, what about you, Stephanie? How was your week? It was a pretty good considering it's January during COVID. Um, Chelsea, I'd kind of echo you with my crappy for the week in that just missing friends and missing kind of what life was like a year ago and everything. Um, I'm such an extrovert and we've been really cautious, I would say, throughout this. Um, and so I really have been missing just gathering and being with our people and seeing friends in person and just, you know, like the normal things that tend to get you through these cold and dreary months in winter. Um, So I feel like I really felt that a lot this past week, Um, but we've also been pretty good about finding ways to enjoy the month anyway. Um, And so I would say one of my biggest happies for the week was um, my husband, Rob and I, we've been doing Saturday walks or not walks really, hikes um, around the triangle area. We're in Raleigh. And so we've been finding new to us hikes around kind of, you know, within an hour of our house um, and just getting out in nature and enjoying the sunshine, even if it's kind of cold outside. Um, And it's just felt so good to have that time together and, you know, feel safe, but still get out of the house and do something that we love. So um, our walk on Saturday was really pretty on the mountains to sea trail um, and around the lake and everything. It was just a really beautiful afternoon. So that was definitely a big win this week that felt very normal during this kind of crazy, crazy time. That's awesome. I know there's something about just like getting out and moving and having good conversation that just gives you that little boost that really holds you over for the week. So yeah. And it gives us something to look forward to. Like we have kind of a standing, I mean, we're home together basically 24 seven for the past year. Um, and so, but we have like a Friday night date night. That's just something a little bit out of our ordinary, like you know, Tuesday night sort of thing. (laughs) So it's been fun having, you know, date night on Friday to look forward to our weekly hikes on Saturdays to look forward to that sort of thing. Love it. So before we hear more from Stephanie and get to know her even better, we're going to take a quick break to hear from today's sponsor, Ritual. Now, if you've been listening to Heart and Soul at all in the past, you've probably heard Catherine and I raving about Ritual. And maybe you're like, okay, okay, I hear you guys talk about your vitamin all the time, but I already have one I'm perfectly happy with. And to that, we ask you, have you ever really looked into what's in your multivitamin? Sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, not to mention animal byproducts are all ingredients that you might find in your vitamins. But Ritual is not a typical vitamin. All of the ingredients are traceable, it's clean, vegan-friendly, made with key nutrients that your body can actually use, and none of the gross extras that you definitely don't need. Um, I have been using 
these vitamins for probably over a year now. I started out with the prenatals and now I've been taking the postnatals. And it's really nice that they even offer that um, as a specific vitamin made specifically for postpartum women. I know for me as a new mom, I'm still considering myself a new mom these days. Um, it's a little harder to make super nutritious meals and meal plan and do all the things that I used to have more time to do. And so it's just really reassuring that I know I'm taking a multivitamin that is going to fill in those gaps in my diet. Um, Ritual is the multivitamin reimagined. It's formulated with key ingredients, including vitamin D3, to help fill gaps in the diet. Their fresh-tasting, delayed-release capsules are designed to dissolve later in less sensitive areas of the stomach so you can take them with or without food. And it also just makes healthy habits really easy. Um, If you're like me, vitamins are not something that I remember to pick up at the store. It's really nice that it's a subscription-based. Whenever I start to run out, I get a little email notification that my next shipment is on the way, which is so awesome. Um, And if you want to try it out, and you don't love it within your first month, they'll actually refund your first order. So really nothing to lose here, y'all. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin, and that's why Ritual is offering Heart and Soul listeners 10% off during your first three months. All you have to do is visit ritual.com soul, S-O-L-E, to start your ritual today. That's ritual.com soul. One more time. Ritual.com slash S-O-L-E to start your ritual today. And let's get on to today's interview with Stephanie Shaw. Well, we will go ahead and like jump right into who you are and why we wanted to have you on here today. So Stephanie is a wedding and event planner in the Raleigh area, and we've had the privilege of getting to work together in the past, and she's definitely like, I think we've only worked together once, but... (laughs) I feel like it's been more than that. <laughs> it does feel like it. Um, she's definitely one of my favorites because she's just like on it. She's not stressing anybody out. There's definitely vendors out there who can kind of think they're being helpful, but they're actually kind of stressing everybody out. So <laughs> she's just like always one step ahead of the game. It's just like a very calming presence in the room. So if anyone is looking to hire a wedding planner, definitely hire Stephanie if you're in the area. Um, but let's just have you kind of give everyone a little bit of an intro to who you are, more about your business, maybe how you got into that in the first place. Yeah, that sounds good. Well, I am so glad to be on here and talking with you guys. And, um, yes, I'm Stephanie Shawl of Stephanie Shawl Events, um, based out of the Raleigh area. And so I would say even above all else, like being a wedding planner and everything. I'm um, a Christ follower. I'm um, Rob's wife. We've been married almost, gosh, almost four years now, which is crazy to think. Um, I'm an aunt. I'm a sister, a daughter, a friend, all of those things. I love people a lot. I really love people. Um, And so just the relationships in my life are pretty much the most important thing. Um, I also love celebrating anything and everything, which goes very well with being a wedding planner. Um, I call myself a celebration enthusiast. Um, And so really anything and everything that can be celebrated and celebrated well. Um, And so I love you know, finding joy in life, living an intentional and meaningful life um, and surrounding myself with as much, beauty and everything lovely as possible. And I really love um, genuine community and authentic relationships. Um, And I think all of that ties in really well with being a wedding planner and a designer. Um, And so I'm a full service wedding planner in the Raleigh area doing um, weddings that are really joyful and unforgettable and beautiful, but also filled with um, personalized stories and heartfelt details and really meaningful design. Um, I love weddings, but I love what comes after a wedding even more. I would say um, having a focus and a heart on marriage um, and not just your wedding day. I want your wedding day to be the most beautiful and perfect start of a marriage. And of course, as a wedding planner, making sure that that is perfect for my couples and for my clients um, and their families, but really giving them the space and the time 
to enjoy their engagement and not be stressed out and not be worried and taking that off their plate so that they can focus on all of the days and years to come after their wedding day. Um, so that's kind of how I got started with weddings or what the heart I would say behind my wedding planning business is and the work that I do. Yes. I love that. And that real I can attest to that really shows through and the way that you do things and the way that you interact with your couples and how you celebrate them. I think it's just so awesome. And if you don't follow Stephanie on Instagram, you should, because she does literally celebrate like every little thing. And I love that. <laughs> you, like you make me excited for just like random holidays or like random weekends. She posts like these beautiful <laughs> dishes that she'll make or like this tablescape just for the heck of it. I'm you know, like just to have friends over or something. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, she's so like, she's like a walking Pinterest board. I love it. <laughs> They're all things I will say, like, it's not for the photo and not for yeah. Pinterest or anything. It's just, I don't know if it's something that stresses you out and like, don't, get stressed out by these things like make a, a frozen dinner I mean we do that plenty but you know like setting a pretty tablescape I mean it does not happen every night by any stretch but that's something that just you know speaks to me and who I am and what I love doing and so like that's just what what I love doing and what I'm passionate about um and brings a little bit more joy to our lives and meaning to our days in some ways um so I was like don't compare you know if it's not your thing don't do it if it stresses you out don't do it but for me it mostly brings me a lot of joy to do things like that yeah have you always been like that have you always been like a creative celebrator like yes (laughs) forever and always um like for every holiday growing up my mom um was like oh Stephanie like you'll I know you'll want to set the dinner table you know for Easter for Christmas or whatever so I always love setting the dinner table I've always like been the one collecting like pretty vintage glassware and linen napkins and um I mean even back in elementary school I was the one planning birthday parties for my friends and then yeah I would say forever and always I've been the party planner, the celebrations girl, um, the picture taker, the kind of like, let's, what can we do to make this a little more memorable and meaningful for things? So yeah, something that comes very naturally to me and something that I just love doing and I think is a very innate part of who I am. It really is such a gift, like given from God to have not only creativity, but also to use your creativity for hospitality. I'm always for hospitality. I always mess up that word (laughs) Um, because, you know, hospitality, it is a spiritual gift. Like I always feel like in the Mary and Martha story in scripture where Mary's like at his feet and Martha's like prepping the house. I always feel bad for Martha because I'm like, she was like, she was getting the house ready for you. (laughs) I get the whole point of the story. Like you want to just sit at my feet, but I'm also like, man, Martha didn't get enough credit there, you know? Yeah. I like to think, you know, in that story in particular, I've thought about it a lot over the years. I'm like, I like to make sure my house is like, you know, pretty and clean enough. But like once the people arrive, like I don't care what it looks like or, you know, like I'm there with the people. So I try to find a really good balance of like, you know, setting up beforehand and cooking beforehand and, you know, doing all of those things to make sure that it runs smoothly. Um, But then like, you know, once the people are there, like I'm in it for the relationships and for our community and, you know, all of those things. So just trying to make sure to live in the moment, I guess. I have a friend, I have a friend who's like that. She is like, since she was in middle school, she decorated her family's table for Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. she's so creative and artistic. And now she's a kindergarten teacher and for Zoom classes, especially like we will catch up. She lives in Texas, but we'll catch up on Zoom like once a month. And for Zoom classes, she has like a room in her house decorated like a classroom and like went ham on it. And I just think she didn't have to do that. Like she could have just been sitting at her desk like I am now. But what a gift to those students for them to feel like loved by her in that way, just with details. You know, mm-hmm. details are so important. 
That's so true. I think you can tell a lot through details um, and like love people well through kind of like you were saying, hospitality and details and welcoming others. And so a huge part, I would say pre-COVID, of course, was, you know, like we loved hosting dinners and dinner parties and game nights. And that's an extension of just like who we are as a couple and welcoming others into our home and not to like oh, look at this amazing meal we made or like this pretty table that I set. Like, yes, those are lovely, but more just making sure our home and even in an extension, like my business are, you know, welcoming and inviting and warm and just like loving towards everybody um, and not not for show in any way, but just so that it's a, a warm place of community and gathering. And that's a a big part of my heart um, is just loving other people well. And that's how I tend to do it. So on that note, you know, I know you and I are very similar in that in the work that we do, we really put a lot of heart into like the couples that we're serving and value our relationship with them. And um, at the same time, like obviously have to run a business. It's how we make a full-time income. That's how we support our families. So needless to say, 2020 was quite a challenge. So that was one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on. It's just kind of to walk through the art of pivoting and how you can still maintain like integrity in your business and still serve your clients with, you know, the big heart that you have. So walk us through what happened when uh poop hit the fan in March and <laughs> you had rides you know freaking out left and right like what was your first reaction and then walk us through how you ended up just kind of navigating it all yeah I know that's wow <laughs> I was gonna say it has been a roller coaster of a year and I mean it, it absolutely is continuing into this year too um I never, ever would have predicted anything like this would have happened um, and still continues to happen like a year later. And so it's definitely been an interesting one. And I, I mean, clearly I speak from just my personal experience here, but it's been a very hard year to be a wedding planner. Um, and for a million people, it's been harder to be, you know, a doctor, a nurse, somebody who's had COVID or suffering from it, you know, a bride, a groom, anything like that. But <laughs> from my own experience, it's been very challenging um, to be part of an industry that's essentially had to shut down. Um, you know, live events are happening on an incredibly different scale than usual and uh, with so many restrictions and um, of course, like the safety and health of people comes first and foremost, but it's made it um, really, really hard to do my usual job. Um, and so, you know, so much of being a wedding planner is planning for the unexpected and having a plan B and a plan C and a plan D in place. And I pride myself on always having very solid um and definitive rain plans and weather plans. And, you know, if this or that were to happen, like, here's what we're going to do. Like I'm a wedding planner, I've got this. Um, and so it's been really hard having that almost stripped of myself and of all wedding planners, like it's a pandemic <laughs> and what are we supposed to do with that? But we're also there as you know, the planner for our couples and guiding them through this, of course, unprecedented time and doing it with as much grace and confidence and understanding and flexibility and um, wisdom as possible. So it's been, I would say, really hard to balance all of that when there still is so much unknown. Like, I do not have a crystal ball. I don't know exactly when the pandemic will end and when weddings will look exactly what they used to look like and when we can have 200 people safely gather. And I mean, I desperately wish I knew all of that. I think we all wish we knew all of that. Um, but it was very hard. I would say back in March, I thankfully had 
very early March weddings last year, I tend to do, I would say eight to 10 full service weddings a year. And so they're pretty well spread out on my calendar. Um, and I'm the only planner on my team. I am the only um, employee. And so I had a March 1st wedding and a March 7th wedding and both went off without a hitch, like without really a second thought. And then it was less than a week later when we basically didn't leave our houses for months. Um, and so navigating that time and just like, is this really happening? Wait, what is going on here? And trying to talk to all of my couples at the same time, talk to their parents, talk to the venues, talk to other wedding planners, talk to other experienced professionals in the wedding industry and just kind of navigate that time and like, will it be over in two weeks or two months? Or, I mean, clearly now we're going on a year and weddings are still very, very much impacted. And we don't know exactly like when will the vaccine be fully effective um, for, you know, a vast majority of the population? When will it be safe to have larger guest counts? Um, there's still so much unknown. And then, you know, some new strains of the virus <laughs> and all of that adds up, you know, into even more. And so um, I think my background, I went to UNC Chapel Hill and majored, I double majored in sociology and psychology and kind of always wanted to be um, either a social worker or a counselor when I grew up, but kind of became a wedding planner after a few years anyway. Um, but my background and my interests in those, I think, come in handy every single day as a wedding planner, but especially so during this pandemic and while navigating so many changed plans, um, because I want to be the person they can come to. And, you know, I don't have all of the answers, but I have a lot of answers and next steps and backup plans and creative ideas for how we can make this happen. Um and so just trying to navigate that with as much um, ease as possible so that my couples aren't stressed out more than they have to be so that they know somebody is taking the reins and pivoting well um, and trying to make next plans and think of creative ways that we can do that. And so, um, you know, so many couples, so many families had to postpone and reschedule their weddings pretty much, you know, with a day's notice. Um, we were pretty much rescheduling weddings right and left for months and thinking like, oh, maybe a May wedding won't be affected, you know, May of 2020, or maybe July of 2020. And, it just kept going and going. And so all of my remaining weddings for last year um, definitely had to be postponed. Um, one or two decided to cancel their weddings completely. Um, and many of them got married on their original date. We did small and intimate weddings um, with anywhere from 10 to 27 guests. Um, and then they're getting married on a second wedding date again um, this coming year. So it's been really interesting trying to figure out the best way to move forward. And every wedding is so, so different. Um, what the couple wants most, what their kind of health um, parameters are within their families, what their budgets allow, what their flexibility is. Um, but it's been really cool to see the resiliency and like the strength of all of my brides and grooms and couples and their families, um, knowing like there's really not too many other options. The world is not conspiring against just their one wedding. It's really all weddings and events and pretty much all of life in general has been upended. Um, and being a wedding planner in particular is trying to handle that with grace and creativity um, a calm and reassuring, you know, manner and trying to figure out, you know, the best way forward, um, with as many, um, I would say just like knowing as much as we can to make a really informed decision. Um, and I feel like as a wedding planner, I'm the middle man, or I guess the middle woman in so many ways. And much of my job is to educate my clients. Um, I'm the advocate of all of my couples. Like I am there to serve them first and foremost, like even before myself, um, you know, 
as long as that's what's in the contract, I would say. Um, but also I'm, you know, entrenched in part of the wedding community and wedding, I'm a wedding vendor. And so trying to gracefully and graciously navigate very tricky conversations um, with families and couples regarding their contracts with vendors, regarding their budgets, throwing a pandemic into the mix. Um, these were such unprecedented times, you know, that there wasn't a lot of hard and fast rules. Um, and so trying to still have them see like why the vendor that they have hired may not be able to do X, Y, and Z without some sort of potentially like compensation. Um, or, you know, there's just a lot of moving parts that go into it when navigating. And it's a very emotional time. It's many women, many men, even, you know, a lot of people dream about their wedding day and envision a very specific thing for it. And for a lot of my couples in particular, they're very large wedding days. I would say most of my weddings are between like 175 and 275 guests on average. And so that clearly was not an option. And so trying to reassure them and guide them um, with love and grace and understanding throughout the entire experience. So anyway, that was a very long-winded way of saying it's been very hard um, for many, many reasons, but it's also been really cool to see couples um, be so understanding and be so gracious and resilient and such like strength of character um, in particular during a very emotional time. I feel for any couple who had to postpone so much. I mean, we had six friends who were supposed to get married um, this past year and all of them had to postpone their weddings too. And so from like, you know, my very closest friends having to do that to all of my couples, um, and clients who've had to do that. I, I mean, if I had to postpone my wedding or have it be so different than what I ever dreamt it would be, I would be understandably a little heartbroken too. So I really, I love that you mentioned handling it with grace and, um, patience, especially during 2020. I'm thinking back to my wedding planner who I loved. She did a fabulous job, but she was almost so chill and introverted that I never knew what was going on to the point where like my wedding was absolute perfection in my eyes on the day of, but leading up to it, my mom was like, do you think she even like understands what we're asking? Like, she's just kind of like, okay, like super chill. And, uh, and I'm like, imagine if we were to get married during COVID times, how, yeah. how that would be really, I don't know. It would just be really difficult to like manage and, and mm -hmm. have someone like you who is aware that this is unprecedented times, but also like meets the client where they're at and in, in, in mm -hmm. that stress of a season, like wedding planning is already stressful enough. And then add on a pandemic, <laughs> and a lot of unknowns. And then you're just like, what the heck is happening to have mm -hmm. a demeanor like you have where you're just like, we will find a way, you know, I don't know. I just think it's like reassuring and encouraging to a bride that has dreamt of this day her whole life. And now it's just completely having to pivot. And mm -hmm. even though you don't know what's going on, you're still able to be like, handle it with love and grace and, and we'll figure it out kind of thing. Yeah. And that's always the goal is I, I've had so many of my couples tell me like, especially after the fact and on their wedding day, like, wow, like Stephanie is so kind and so calm and so like always has a smile on her face, but she gets things done. And especially I think on a wedding day, like I am pretty authoritative and like, I'm, I'm, I'm the wedding planner. Like I'm coordinating 1 million different moving facets and details and vendors and so I do it, you know, with authority, but also with like a smile on my face because, you know, it takes a team always to make anything happen and assembling a, an amazing team is a huge part of my job. But um, I think I'm pretty good at, you know, getting things done. I'm type A for a reason, um, but also doing it with a lot of grace and a smile on my face. And um, I mean, we just had so many upended plans this year, but being able to move quickly and move, um, you know, just make decisions quickly, I think helped my couples attend. Like I had to move so many weddings, but all of them were 100% 
every vendor on board within 24 hours of when we made the decision. And so kind of like, all right, we need to make a decision pretty quickly. Um, And once we've decided like full steam ahead, it is time to like move everything to this date, but maybe we're keeping your original date for like a small intimate ceremony. And so I was really proud that 100% of my vendor teams were intact and everything was moved very flawlessly, especially given um, the circumstances, because it could have been very different. Um, So I was on the phone, I would say for hours a day. I mean, just back to back to back phone calls in March and April and May, even June. I have never had so many calls and emails and it was kind of a nonstop, very frenzied on my, on the back end. It felt frenzied, um, moving so many variables so quickly, but at the same time, like I am grateful that my couples had a professional, like whether it's me or another or another wonderful and experienced wedding planner on their team, because I can't imagine doing it right now without a wedding planner to coordinate all of those details and just move it forward. You know, once you make a decision about this is the direction we're going to go for better, for worse, like we've got, you've got to move pretty quickly. And I try so hard to remind my couples like every single day at the end of the day, like you found the person you want to spend your life with. And that's the most important part. And another, I would say very important part is for, I would say most everybody keeping your loved ones healthy. And so like what needs to be done to make that decision. Like some couples might have a mother or a father who they absolutely need to be at their wedding, but is really high risk. And so that changes things a little bit and making the right decisions um, based off of unique circumstances, you know, unique to each family and to each couple. Um, And, but really just reminding them at the end of the day, like we're going to get you married. It might look very different, but it's still going to be a beautiful, beautiful wedding day filled with joy, filled with love, filled with hope um, and beautiful details, even if it's for a guest count that's, you know, a tenth of what you ever imagined. And we'll still find ways to include your people, whether, you know, bringing them in on a video, um, whether it's sending them gifts um, to include them, whether it's celebrating next year at, you know, a later date, you know, there's still so many ways to celebrate your loved ones, um, keep them safe and also get married. Cause that's the fun thing. Going off of what you said of, of both those like main points you just made about like, you know, having that empathy for a bride who's like obviously been planning this for practically her whole life and, and getting like you said, you spent so many hours on the phone. It's definitely, I feel like our industry, especially like a planner and a photographer and, and big vendors that like have relationships to the couple, it puts us in this situation where it's like emotional fatigue, you know, like mm-hmm. we do hold a lot of space for our couples because we love them. And at some point I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hate the way I'm feeling this right now. Like I, I want to be able to hold this emotional space and like have empathy for every single couple. But at a certain point, I'm like, I felt my stuff myself like starting to slip because I was like, I have 22, you know? And like you, I'm like, I just physically as one, one human (laughs) only Mm -hmm. have so much like I can give and like how, you know, far I can like stretch myself. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it, it was definitely like a very interesting and tough road to navigate but we we did it and and then like you said you know some of them decided to move forward and at the end of the day like what really matters is you you know found your your person and your best friend and it was so cool and I'm so proud of all my couples who I'm not faulting the ones who decided to reschedule like I get it I maybe I would have done that I don't know um if if I was in that position but all the ones who decided to move forward with it in just a safe way and kind of lowered their original expectations. I watched this like evolution of them throughout the year where like, and I even felt the same way about my wedding and I wasn't in a pandemic. I was like, at the end of the day, did any of that stuff that I was freaking out about like really matter? no <laughs> like we're married now and we had our people there and we did the dang thing and it was so much fun and we had all our favorite 
like close people in the room with us. And that's the bottom line. And I saw so many of my couples walk away like, you know what? I definitely didn't look like anywhere near the way I thought it would, but that was so amazing. And like, I'm so glad that we did that. It almost gave them this new sense of what they actually wanted in the first place, if that Mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah, it was a really beautiful thing to watch like those really intimate wedding days come to life um just to watch them unfold and like I had one with just 10 people like it was just their immediate families and it was not only was it a beautiful day visually like but it was filled with just so much meaning and raw emotion and like an abundance of joy and love. And it was really special to see that. And like all of the, well, there were just a few vendors there. Cause it was, um, that was when, you know, guest count limits were so small, but we were just standing, you know, like 50 feet away, kind of watching the dinner unfold on the lawn, like under the market lights. And we're like, this is what we like never knew we needed is yeah. to have just a renewed sense of what weddings can be and what they're really about. It's not, I mean, I love weddings and I love, I'm the one making and creating all of these details and everything. And that's great. But I think the big reason is just like the meaning behind them. It's telling your love story. It's like celebrating your people. It's the start of your family's, like the beginning of your legacy as a newly married couple and really just surrounding yourself with like your parents, your siblings that, you know, those heartfelt toasts, just that magic unfolding. Um, And so it was really, really cool to see those weddings just like for what they are. And it was very powerful. Um, And so, yeah, I've loved that a lot this year, like more than I, I didn't even know I like needed to see that to feel just like some sort of, I don't even know, like rejuvenation after a very, very hard year business, business and personal wise. But um, I feel like I got punched in the gut so many times over and over and over again um, earlier in the pandemic with wedding planning and with, um, I mean, it was just not an easy time to be a wedding planner and people who are like, Hey, can you give me a refund? And you're like, no, I just, I've already spent a year planning your wedding. And yeah. And no, like, I, <laughs> I, and like, as a, especially as a planner, like all of my work is before and on the wedding day, it's like, I've spent a hundred hours already. Um, anyway, it had been a very hard season. And so seeing those few wedding days actually come to life and seeing those marriages begin and seeing just like the joy and the magic unfold reminded me like why I love what I do and how much I adore my clients and how blessed I feel to have this job, even when it's not the easiest time to be a wedding planner, but um, I still feel very grateful for that. Yeah. It was definitely eye-opening. I mean, it was for everybody in so many ways and discovering things we never really thought that we would through it, but obviously, as we always say, retrospect is 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to kind of wrap up the interview. We have like four rapid fire questions that we ask all of our guests and we didn't prep you for it. So just kind of tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Um, The first question is, what is something that you're currently binging, whether it's show, a book, podcast, a food, or whatever? Oh my gosh. Can I also, books in general, um, I feel like I'm always binging books. I think I have 24 checked out from the library right now. I am obsessed with the library and I really love reading. And in this season, like we don't have kids, we're not hanging out with friends. And so I just read nonstop. Um, so books in general, I love books. I love recommending books. I like, I'm always writing blog posts about books. Um, and then another random thing that, that we are always binging are Half-Baked Harvest recipes. I don't know if anybody else is a huge fan of um, Tegan from Half-Baked Harvest, but we love her cookbook, love her recipes. And I think we have like three on the menu for this week. So always binging her recipes I love it yeah those are some of the really pretty ones that she posts on Instagram so definitely go check those out (laughs) 
Okay. Our next question is what is something you are looking forward to this year in 2021? Oh gosh. I am looking forward to becoming an aunt again. Being an aunt is like the best thing ever. Um, I love it so, so much. I feel like I was born to be an aunt. Um, So I can't wait to become an aunt um, to a fourth baby in June. That's so exciting. It is. (laughs) Aunt is super fun. And I feel like it really prepared me to have babies. I know we're, I know I'm sometimes I'm like mm, being a mom kind of intimidates me really just like the whole right, having, cool. like being pregnant, <laughs> having a baby. I think I would be a good mom, but I doubt myself many days, but I'm like being an aunt is like the best of both worlds. So yep. that is like my favorite thing these days. Love it. It's so fun. Um, what is something that you love about yourself? Oh gosh. (laughs) What do I love about myself? Um, I love my enthusiasm for life. Yeah. I think I'm enthusiastic and I, I think I share that with, um, my friends and family pretty well and then kind of help them be enthusiastic. I can definitely see that. Um, our last question is what, is if you could tell women one thing, our listeners, one thing today, just one little piece of wisdom or nugget of truth, what would you tell them? Oh my goodness. That's such a good question. Or how about, how about, what would you tell brides, 2021 brides? (laughs) Hire a wedding planner. (laughs) (laughs) But really, I do think there's a lot of truth in that. Um, What would I tell them? I would tell 2021 brides to always keep your marriage as the focus of your wedding planning. Um, kind of like we were all saying, like things might go wrong on your wedding day, a pandemic might push it back or just drastically change things. But at the end of the day, like the most important thing is like you're marrying the person that like God made for you. And, um, yeah, just trying to have the healthiest and happiest marriage is so much more important, um, than just a wedding day. So hopefully they have, brides have a wedding day that, you know, is one of the best days of their lives, but hopefully they just have a marriage that is really just filled with a lot of love and generosity and laughter. Yes. So true. I hope so too. Mm-hmm especially because I have just as many this year. So I'm keeping my fingers crossed. So it all goes well. I have faith. At least yeah. I'm not to handle it now. So, well, thank you so much for coming on. This was so much fun. I feel like we could have definitely talked longer, but I got to get Sai Sai Man down for his nap. He's starting to fall asleep. <laughs> He's so cute. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was really fun to talk with y'all. Yes, you too. We're going to link... Um, where people can find you in the show notes. We'll link like your Instagram and your website and everything. So definitely go check her out and we will see you guys next week. Sounds good. Thanks y'all. Bye. Bye.